This is the Fed and Fit Podcast, starting your week off with motivational thoughts on real food and fun fitness activities with Cassie Joy Garcia and co-host Carissa Talbot. Remember our disclaimer, the information and opinions shared in this podcast are solely those of any given individual and not a substitute for medical advice. And here are the ladies. Today we're going to talk about how we busted the low-fat myth for five reasons, my personal go-to fats, and a quick gym workout. And we're back with another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. Can you believe we're on episode 28, Carissa? I'm having, so I was just, so every Wednesday I walk with uh, a girlfriend of mine, Sarah. We we're try to do like every Wednesday because we're both so busy and it's like we have to schedule time to catch up. And we were just walking this morning going, is there really like basically five months left in this year? Like how did this happen? Like we were both listing off things that we really want to get accomplished this year that we haven't. And we're like, how are we going to do this? So it's like this year, just like, it's like, hello, it's July. Like what happened? Like we started this in January. It's, it's crazy how fast this last six months have just like gone. Like they're just gone. I'm like, wait a minute, what's happening? Oh man. Um, not that you're asking for it, but I would prescribe some meditation. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. yeah, that's, it's tough. It's tough to watch the calendar tick by. I'm in a slightly different, you know, mindset because I, I want it to tick by faster, um, right. almost cause I want to be married. I want to marry my, yeah my best friend. And that's going to happen this October, which takes me right into today's newsreel. So the first update I have for you guys is that we have chosen some flower gold dresses and they are sparkly. I'm so excited about it. If you want to see a picture of it, I posted one a sneak peek on Instagram and I debate it's like any little girl's dream dress <laughs> or even adult girl. It's like yeah, oh my were, gosh. There were a lot of people who saw the picture because I put in their hashtag, I want one in my size. I'm not even kidding. Carissa, when these things came in, I picked them up. You know, you know the saying, okay, do unto others if they would have them do unto you, right? That's right. classic. Um, clearly, I would want someone to deck me out head to toe in uh, blush colored sparkles, but, oh um, but I also believe there's a lot of merit to doing unto others as they would have you do unto them, right? Switch right. it up a little bit. And I just so happen to be blessed with four little flower girls. One of them actually, we haven't, we want to ask her in person cause she's the oldest. Um, mm -hmm. and she'd really get it, you know, if like we sat down and yeah. talked to her about it. Um, so we get to ask her in August but and give her the dress then. But um, I'm just so lucky that these four little girls who are all, you know, nieces, um, they happen to love sparkles as well. So everybody wins. And I'm just so excited. But when these things came in, I literally held one up <laughs> in front of me, looking in the mirror, thinking, yeah, yeah, this would look really cute. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I think what you might have to... I think what you might, I mean, I don't know. I see you and your sister totally rocking these. I think you do need to like get them made in your size and like wear them. That is so fun. You know, and it's actually, I wore a, 
uh, rose gold sparkly sequined uh, maxi skirt for our... For your engagement photos. Mm -hmm, for our engagement yes. photos. So there is kind oh. of a thread. None of this is planned, you know. Right. A friend of mine, when you're planning a wedding or you're decorating a house, and I might have mentioned this here before, um, but it can be difficult to think about because it's a really complex thing, right? How, mm -hmm. do you, how do you pick a theme and how does everything stick to the theme? And you can either look at choosing things for the wedding or, you know, choosing a dining room chair or whatever it is and worry about how it fits into your theme, which can be stressful and worrisome and whatever. Or you can look at it and think, um, is this my taste or not? My friend Steven, who is, uh, has a, in a former life was an interior decorator, um, he told me, Cassie, just pick things that you enjoy and it'll all work together in the end. You know what? I did not pick, you know, these flower girl dresses because they match the skirt I wore in our engagement photo. I just happened to like it and it all happens to work out at the end. So Aww. that's exciting. Moving on, number two, um, update on my fed and fit garden. I know some of you enjoy hearing about this because you tell me. And <laughs> I, my cucumbers are rocking it. I have more cucumbers and I know what to do with um, my spaghetti squash kind of, you know, kicked the bucket. I've got one out of six left that's still blooming. So I'm not sure what happened there. I did manage to get like four or five squash off of it before it, uh, went kaput. Uh -huh. Um, but the, the biggest update of all, everything is thriving. My nightshades are doing so well. My tomatillos are blowing up. My little honeybees are loving it. I've got my first purple blossoms on the eggplants. It's all gravy. Um, but the war over with the caterpillars over my cabbage patch, you know, the kales and the collards, I've, I've officially waved the white flag. I surrender. Aww. I surrender. I can't do it anymore. You know what? They just like, we've been through a couple rounds where, and I've read online for organic gardening. If you see the, what you have to do is you have to go out and you have to lift up all the leaves, squish all the eggs, and there could be as many as 100 eggs on each leaf. And I planted mm. 15 each collard and kales. And so mm -hmm. it's like an, an, un, an amazing number of, of little caterpillar eggs. And it's the grossest thing I've ever done in my life was squishing oh. these things. And so eventually I was like, forget it, because you have to squish them all, make sure they're clean, you know, you, you water them with, I've, I've read like molasses, water and then you install row covers to keep the moths off of them from laying more eggs and I just didn't move fast enough and I was like uncle so they all got a very nice organic garden lunch and <laughs> and I'm going to think about doing something else and then the last thing on my update I'll try to move more quickly um I had forgotten about this, but Carissa reminded me before the call. I was San Antonio Magazine, which if you're not familiar with me, that's where I live, is in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, they reached out to me not too long ago, or what, a couple weeks ago now, and uh, asked if I would be willing to participate in their upcoming Tastemaker uh, Magazine edition. It's a print magazine. I think it's monthly now, and it's really well done. Um, and I was like, yeah, that sounds great. I'd love to. I was thinking it might be a little, you know, thumbnail feature on one of the pages. And honestly, I get a lot of magazine requests, for, especially for recipe stuff. And I'm yeah. just, you just kind of crank out, you know, yes, 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 yes. And then I, they send me a magazine and I'm excited and surprised. I almost forgot. Um, <laughs> well, this one, they wanted to interview me and that was really sweet. And then I get on the interview with this gal and she spends 30 to 45 minutes chatting with me. I was like, wow, this is a lot of information for a little yeah. blurb. 
And then she confesses it's kind of a larger feature, and when can we schedule the photo shoot wow. for the piece? I was like, so exciting. Oh, that's so fun. So it gets even better from here, Krista. <laughs> so then the photographer reaches out to me and says, hey, you know, Colin to schedule the photo shoot. we got to get it done ASAP, yada, yada. You know, those timelines for print publications mm-hmm. are pretty aggressive. And he says, you know, I was looking at your blog, and I thought it would be really cool if, and he says, and you know, I have these crazy ideas. Feel free to shoot me down. You know, I, I, I'm not easily offended. He says, what I have this idea, what if you and your dog Gus are in the photo together and the two of you are like sitting at a table having a meal together like he's like a person, but he's got his dog bowl in front of him. So cute. I just about fell out of my chair. I was like, "Uh, yes, heck yes. Yes. Where do I sign? And so we did it. Gus, like in order to get him into the chair was a feat. Once okay, if you guys there. don't understand how big Gus is, you'll get why this is like it's. I can't wait to see what it what it turns out like for the final. Oh my gosh, he's huge! He's enormous. He's a really big boy. We actually uh, behind the scenes. I haven't posted this anywhere else, but in the photo shoot, we're sitting at this table together, and we had to put they had to put two pillows under me so that I would be. Like so, Gus wasn't like towering over right. me. In this that picture so that turned out really well, so I'm excited oh about that. And I'll post a picture. Um, I know not everybody's going to be able to get San Antonio Magazine, so I'll post a picture when it comes out. I think it's going to be in August, so keep your eyes peeled for that. That's awesome. That's all I got. I think. Um, well, I'm back on another whole thirty, and if you guys were listening to our podcast earlier this year. Um, the last time I did a whole 30 was like a big wake up call for me. And I realized that I had just like kind of gone way far off the rails of paleo and just, so it was a good, but now this time, this whole 30, I'm not having any symptoms so far, knock on wood and it's been smooth. And so it's, it's a good thing. I'm happy to be doing it again. It's a good little, good little break. The reason, the main reason that I'm doing it is, um, because in uh, 30 days from tomorrow, I am actually going on a week-long vacation in Panama, which I'm really excited about. Woohoo! You so, are a vacationing diva. That's awesome. Well, I had an opportunity, and normally I wouldn't take so many vacations. Um, oh, I, I haven't it. in a long time, and it's like I feel like, all right, I'm going to go on some trips, but... I'm excited. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. It's going to be backpacking and a lot of hiking, but it's good because it'll prepare me for my little trek with you later this year, so that'll be fun. Um, So an interesting thing happened to me the other day, and I don't know, maybe if you guys can comment in the show notes if, if you guys have experienced this or what your thoughts are on this. So when I was on my vacation in Martha's Vineyard, the last day I was there, I bought a donut and ate it. And I did not have a very severe reaction. Um, like, n- nothing was, like, awful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> then the other day, I went out to lunch with a friend, and within 20 minutes, like, significant difference. Um, and I knew that I had been glutened. 
But here's the thing. It's very strange. Like when I made the decision to eat that donut, I wasn't doing it. Like I had consciously decided I was going to eat that and it was going to be okay. Right. And here I went into a restaurant and I had a, a severe reaction. So I don't know. It just made me think about food and then how we think about food when we're eating it and how big of an impact that actually has. And I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting to think about that side of things, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it was just weird. It was just weird. That is interesting, you know? And I think I, I totally agree. I think mindset has more to do with how we react. Um, yeah. Maybe then is really apparent or that we automatically want to associate, you know, but there also could have been some other things in whatever you ate recently. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's some, there's some new research coming out that, um, folks who, Ooh, and it'll be, it ties into well with today's topic, but folks who have avoided trans, um, fats and other dangerous vegetable oil type fats for a long time and have really started to feel great. Mm -hmm. um, when they kind of get that, let's call it the canola oil exposure, yeah, unintentional, the reaction sometimes can be just as bad, if not worse, than a gluten exposure to somebody who is gluten intolerant, you know, opposed yeah. to having a severe allergy. So, um, oh, and no. there's also monosodium glutamate, like that it could have been an MSG exposure. Austin, bless his heart, his favorite Thai restaurant in town is five minutes from our house mm -hmm. and he loves their Penang curry and he wants if I'm having a really long day he'll try to be really sweet and go get us <laughs> dinner and I'll you know from there and I'll eat it knowing that for the next five days I'm gonna have an MSG bloat <laughs> mm. yeah I mean who knew who knows what exactly it was but definitely interesting that is really interesting Interesting. Mm, something to chew on. One last little tidbit before we break into, and this kind of, I have to, I love you, Cassie. You made a comment about the Jurassic World movie oh. that I thought was so cute. And anyways, I have to tell you, last night I went to go see the new Terminator, and amazing. Does not disappoint if you are a fan of the Terminator movies. This movie ties all the movies together in one pretty little bow. Arnold is great in it. He's funny. They were very crafty with the writing, the storyline. Within the first 10 minutes, you're like, oh, this is what it's going to be. And then it turns it all around and takes you on this ride. If you're a fan of the movies, go see it. It will not disappoint. I was stressed because I was like, is this really going to be good? It was good. But Cassie, you may not want to see it. I probably shouldn't <laughs> to fill you no. guys in because you probably, I'm probably not personally friends with all of you on Facebook because <laughs> I posted a on my personal account. If you've seen Jurassic World, you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay, so I am such a goober. I go to these movies and I, my sister came with us, me and Austin last night, and um, <laughs> I have my movie bag. And in my movie bag is my big comfy blanket. And I like to just get wrapped up. And we go to this place called Alamo Draft House on Tuesday. We get. Um, That's where it, I go too, yeah. It's my favorite. So we, we get dinner and it's so much fun. I got a glass of wine. Um, anyways, I wrap myself up in this blanket. And the movie was so stressful to me. 
I watched half of it with the blanket pulled over my eyes. And I kept asking Austin, I was like, oh my gosh, is that part over yet? I just can't, I can't handle it. You know, you're probably, this is not a spoiler alert. They're like little sweet little dinosaurs, you know, get hurt in this movie. And I know it's not real, but I, I just, it bothers me so much. Oh my goodness. And then we're going home. We're in the car on the way home, and I can't help but lean over. Austin's driving. Lean over to see how fast we're going because I want to make sure that we're going over 50 miles an hour because apparently that's how fast a raptor can run. Oh, I know. I I was like, oh, I love this woman. (laughs) I just, you know, it. That's very. I'm a very sensitive person apparently, and I shouldn't. I shouldn't see anything above G rated. No, don't watch The Walking Dead. Probably shouldn't. I haven't. I really liked, um, what was the zombie apocalypse movie? What was the, Zombieland. Oh, Oh, Zombieland, okay. I really liked that movie. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe you could. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Let's get to it. You guys are being so patient. We've gone off track. Okay. So today. This is a good one today. It is. I make, you know, Chris and I were throwing around some uh, show ideas and, I just kept, this one kept coming back, and I think it's a good one, because I've been getting some questions, um, and there's some folks who are following a paleo slash grain-free lifestyle, um, and they're running into some health roadblocks, and I found that upon talking with them and sitting down and really asking them what they're eating, it seems like they're really not taking in enough fat, and the reason why they're not taking in enough fat is because of this subconscious programming that went on when the low-fat diet really started to pick up speed in uh, the media and you started seeing all of these success stories. When that really started to pick up speed, it just really imprinted on a bunch of folks that fat is bad. And if I'm trying to be healthy, I should probably try to reduce fat. And so some of these people that I've been working with, we up their healthy fat intake, you know, asterisk over that, healthy fat intake. And all of a sudden, the you know if they were trying to lose weight some of the weight starts coming off a little bit easier that they're supposed to be losing you know or um, they're sleeping better or they've got more energy you know it's just amazing the wonderful things that that does for your body so that's what we're going to yeah. talk about today and I'm I'm pretty pumped about it but before we get to the five reasons why we're busting up that low fat myth <laughs> um, I just want to do some background information so everybody's kind of on the same page because it can get a little confusing. When we're, when we're yeah. talking about fats, there's a bunch of different fats out there and there's a bunch of different rabbit holes we can go down, but we're really only going to talk pretty top level here. So we're going to try to keep it as basic as possible. And then we'll save for another episode like the omega-6, omega-3 battlegrounds, you know, really what does that mean? Um, right. We'll, so we'll get up, talked about that later, but just so you know. So today we're going to talk about um, the fats well, we're talking. Go ahead. Main three. Main three. Right. 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 Yeah. The, the main three fats we're going to talk about today are going to be unsaturated, saturated, and trans fat. Okay, so those are the ones we're addressing today. And just to cover our bases, unsaturated fats, which include both monounsaturated and polyunsaturated, typically come from plants. You know, they come from uh, olive oil, corn, canola oils, which we know in our paleo anti-inflammation game that canola and corn oils actually promote inflammation due to an omega-6 um, balance. But so anyways, but they are an unsaturated fat, which is, 
And unsaturated tends to be touted as healthier, right, than saturated mm -hmm. fats, which is why canola oil and vegetable oil consumption was on the rise. Um, and then, okay, so moving on, saturated fats, which typically come from animal products such as meat and dairy, and there are other plant-based saturated fats, you know, avocado and coconut are some good examples. The myth in the past was that they increase the risk of heart disease because they raise the bad LDL cholesterol in the body. Um, this is this is false. We'll talk about why in a little bit. Um, and I actually think it's pretty interesting. The National Institute of Health recommends that 10% or less of your daily calories should be from fa saturated fats, and the American Heart Association recommends even less, 7%. And this is pretty interesting stuff. If you want to, you know, spend a good hour Googling things and being shocked at the way some of these organizations are run and some of the, the research that's really not backed up with these claims, um, right. I recommend it. Anyways, okay, so that's saturated fat, unsaturated fats. And then lastly, trans fats, which are found in products like margarines and shortening, um, and then therefore found in a lot of those shelf-stable baked goods like cookies, cakes, pies, and cupcakes, and all those things, um, that's where you'll, you'll find the trans fats. And trans fats are created when a food uh, manufacturer tries to change a liquid fat into a more solid fat, which is where we get the hydrogenated oils, you know, that word comes from. And what the reason for that is to increase the shelf life of packaged food. And whether you're following a low-fat diet, a paleo diet, you know, whatever it is, any kind of honest to goodness, you know, probably well-intentioned diet plan out there is going to recommend that you avoid trans fats. Right. So it's kind of like the black sheep of the three. It is, you know, we're talking about, you know, fat is good for you. And right. even having said that, we do not recommend trans fats right. or um, other highly processed fats like vegetable oil, corn, and canola. Okay. Yeah. So let's okay, jump in. So, yeah. So Cassie, do we do we actually need fat? We do. So reason number one why we're why we are busting the low fat myth: your body actually needs dietary fat to survive. Okay, so fats, monounsaturated, polyunsaturated, and saturated fats all play a critical role in the various metabolic processes that go on in our bodies. And when your fat is coming from good, healthy sources. You, I want you to think of the calories associated with that fat as good calories. Okay, so yes, there are there are more calories per volume in a fat versus a carbohydrate. So you may not feel, you know, you may not get that full feeling that you would from eating a, you know, a cup of, I don't know. It's a different up. kind of full feeling, though. It's like a you get when you have more of these good types of fats like you feel satisfied with a smaller amount of food and you don't feel like stuffed but you feel like satiated right right the word yeah exactly satiated is the word I was going to use it's exactly right it will last you longer essentially is what that means um so just Remember that your body really needs dietary fats to survive. They put, they do a lot of good in it. I'm not going to get into the weeds of what exactly it does, but um, it can do everything from help to promote cardiovascular health, brain health, liver health, and I'm talking about saturated fats there, right? Yeah. Um, that's usually the one that gets the boot from a lot of low-fat 
diet promoters, they say avoid all saturated fats and really saturated fats. And I would, I would challenge any, any lady out there that's maybe still kind of, uh, you know, cause there's a lot of, um, I would say there's a good amount of, of women. And I say this because it's been drilled into our heads for so long that fat's bad, right? So it's like, I remember when I first started trying to increase my fat and it just made me really scared. It's very nerve-wracking because you've been, like, drilled for so long, like, fats are bad. You shouldn't have too much fat. So, but I will tell you when you, even if you add a little bit of butter to your coffee in the morning or cook your morning eggs and butter or something, just a small thing like that, you'll notice your cognitive thinking is better, you're clear, you're more focused. So you'll feel the difference and it's it's really nice. Like but you just have to like get over that fear bump, right? <laughs> totally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your your body needs it and you're right. It's a, it's apparent when you start taking in more healthy fats, pay attention to yourself, you know, and that's what we talk about in the Fed and Fit project is we try we really focus on paying attention to how our body reacts to certain things. And when you do start eating, let's say, a quarter of an avocado in the morning with breakfast, and you're like, wow, I had the most productive morning, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a correlation you can draw there. Yeah. Okay, number two reason why we are busting that low-fat myth is that you will not, by pursuing a low-fat diet, get the body of your dreams, okay? And that's usually what draws people in. So let's right. let's definitely tip our hat to it. You know, if you're looking and you're seeing these transformation photos of people who um, went low fat or whatever, they're on some new low fat supplement, and you see this picture of them from um, you know 100 pounds overweight to now they're ripped and shredded and have very low body fat percentage. Realize that a that's not real. You know, they probably did some other things and they probably can't sustain that low body fat percentage for very long. But what actually happens on a low fat diet is that it can cause you to hang on to excess mass and inflammation, especially around your midsection. So there, you know, the reason why a low fat diet works for some people short term is because it significantly reduces their caloric intake. Right. Right. There are calories associated with fats. And when people are, let's say... From a very basic standpoint, if someone is taking in way more calories than they need, you know, we're, Chris and I do not promote calorie counting, but if somebody is taking in, let's say, three times as many calories as they need, and they happen to be coming, those calories happen to be coming from poor sources. Poor sources, exactly. And what we're talking about that are like trans fats, hydrogenated, you know, canola oil, whatever then you're going, you have a double whammy. You've got way too many calories that you're, that you're to, to the point where your body cannot process them all and you're going to start to pack on excess body fat. And B, it's going to cause extra inflammation so your body can't process what you're right. taking in as well. Okay. Really, everyone so, should be on a low bad fat diet, meaning keep all your good fats up there. And the bad ones, all the processed foods, that should be low, you know? That's a once in a while thing. But I actually wrote that in the bullet, Chris. (laughs) Oh, good. I didn't even see that. It's okay. Uh, (laughs) My bad. It's okay. No, you're right. You're dead on. I'm glad it's all coming together. Um, Yeah, so that's exactly it. When people... Carissa, will you stick to the show notes, please? No. (laughs) I think it's funny. I'm glad it's coming together. But yeah, so when people are taking in, also keep in mind that 
when you start to cut out fats, you're going to have to replace it with something. Yeah. Right? And so when you when we cut out fats, and just like Carissa said, you may not feel as full, but it, it satiates you for longer. Yeah. That feeling becomes a whole to us and we want to fill it with something. And so what we wind up filling it with when we're avoiding fats is we start filling it with carbs. Mm -hmm. Too many carbs and usually really refined carbohydrates because we want to make sure that we're not taking in too many calories. So the low fat often goes hand in hand with a low right. calorie diet is what you'll find. And there was Most a time when I did that. I pursued that girl. I went so far and you guys stick with me here. This is what, six, seven years ago when I was just at my wits end. It was before I discovered real food, before I pursued a degree in nutrition I was so hypersensitive of how much fat and, and calories I was taking in that I would go down the baby aisle, the baby food aisle, and I bought those little cereal puffs to eat because they filled my tummy with volume, but they have essentially no calories. Mm -hmm. And babies eat them because, you know, good for chewing and learning things. But I would eat those things. And so I'm taking in these super refined foods. I was severely calorie restrictive. My body was inflamed. I was not taking in enough fats and I didn't understand why that wasn't working. Right. So. No, same thing. Yep. I was on the low fat and I was, I was a personal trainer at that mm -hmm. time and I was doing six small meals a day, low fat, healthy whole grains, all that thing, you know, and it, it wasn't working. No, it, it doesn't work. It will not get you the body of your dreams. No. Okay. Whatever that may look like. Whatever that may look like. But you know, but, but, and what, it will really not what I mean, optimal health. it won't do that either. And the reason I worded it that way, the body yeah. of your dreams is because what often draws people into a diet isn't necessarily because they're trying to get a healthier, right. you know, blood profile. It's because they want to look a certain way. And I just want to let you know that you are not going to get there from here. Okay, it's yeah. a whole other can of worms in a lot of other directions, but there we are. Okay, number three, the reason why we're busting the low-fat myth, it will actually not, you know, speaking of uh, blood panel, mm -hmm. it will not actually help you regulate your blood cholesterol levels <gasps> like you might think. What? Yep. Wait a minute. Yep. Are you There's, serious? I'm, to I am, I am dead serious. <laughs> There's very little evidence actually showing a correlation between saturated fat intake and cholesterol, blood cholesterol levels. Okay, so just the cholesterol that you actually consume through your mouth and you chew it up coming from animal products and other things like that mm -hmm. does not automatically convert into blood cholesterol. The cholesterol that shows up in your blood work is manufactured by your body. Yeah. Okay, so just kind of keep that in mind. It's not, you know, one for one. It's not like for every piece of cholesterol I eat doesn't <laughs> equal cholesterol in your blood work. Right. However, there is emerging evidence that suggests that high cholesterol, and typically when we talk about high cholesterol, we're talking about LDL cholesterol, um, is related to inflammation. Uh -huh. Right? So the more inflammation your body has or is undergoing, typically that will contribute to um, an imbalance in blood cholesterol levels, which has its own myriad of health impacts. So... Instead of focusing on limiting dietary cholesterol, i.e. dietary fat, because the two often go hand in hand, maybe we should start focusing on an anti-inflammation diet. And if you have not heard of the most popular anti-inflammation 
diet slash lifestyle out there, it's called paleo. And that's really the purpose behind paleo. Yeah. It's not so that we can live like, like cavemen. cavemen. Exactly. It's not because we're trying to get back to, you know, our um, days of Thor or whatever. <laughs> I don't want to be dragged around by my hair. No, no. that's not mm -hmm. what it's like. It just so happens to be called paleo, but really it's <laughs> the pursuit of trying to reduce as much inflammation as possible. I'm a glamping girl. I don't know. Oh, a to the men. We're going to we're going to glamp our little hyenas off in September. I'm excited. Okay. So Number 4. Number 4 reason why we're busting the low fat myth is that it creates an unbalanced unhealthy plate. We already kind of touched on this before how we're going to start consuming more carbohydrates, but it's it's really true. And when, you know, when fat is off the plate, you know, when we're afraid of avocado and we're afraid of coconut because heaven forbid it's got that horrible saturated fat stuff in it. You know, what's left for your plate? Avocado and coconuts and and butter from grass-fed cows mm -hmm. are so rich in wonderful nutrients. Yeah. And when we take those out of the equation, what we're left with to look at our plate is going to be less nutrient-dense. Okay? So if you're really trying to get healthy and you're trying to be and feel and maybe even look awesome... I'm not going to demonize people who want to look a certain way, but no. if, if that is really your goal, you're not going to get there by eating a not nutrient-dense plate, yeah. okay? So, and also note, I think it's a good note to make, that consuming a disproportionate amount of carbohydrates, meaning that our, our fat-to-carbohydrate ratio is high, much higher on the carb level, uh -huh. long-term... Because you can do anything for a short while and it's going to be fine. But right. long term, um, that much carb can actually stress your liver to the point that it raises your blood triglycerides. So just kind of keep in mind, there yeah. there is a reaction to everything you do to your body. And if you're trying to cut corners, you're trying to lose weight because you're trying to cut it. You, you're looking at your plate and you're like, what has the most calories on my plate? Oh, it is the fat. That means I'm done with fat because I'm trying to cut corners. I want to lose weight because I want to reduce my calorie intake. Just remember that there are consequences. Yeah. In other parts of your body. Okay. Last but not least. Last but not least. <laughs> um, the reason why the low-fat diet um, myth is being busted today is because the long-term health implications are no bueno. They're not good. Low-fat diets can really wind up causing a myriad of not great health problems. If you find yourself, if you're sitting there and you're wondering, hmm, I wonder if I'm taking in enough fat. I wonder if this applies to me. You know what? I've been pursuing a really healthy lifestyle, but I can't seem, I don't feel like I've got enough energy. I'm always hungry. Um, I, I, I can't seem to lose the inflammation around my belly area and I'm working out and I'm eating great. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're not taking in enough fat. So those are yeah. kind of like the benign side of health impacts. Um, you know, meaning not having enough energy, enough mental focus, like Carissa alluded to before. But on the other end of things, if you find yourself not being able to regulate your body temperature well, right? Like you've got chills, or yeah. you're really sensitive to hot and cold, that could be a sign that you're not taking in enough dietary fat. If, ladies, you have lost your menstrual cycle, you know, that is a, that's a long-term 
yeah. uh, consequence of pursuing a low-fat diet for too long, which is just a really major flag that you can wave. Um, but the other sneaky, less apparent hormone issues you may not realize are going on, but if you find yourself, you know, let's say you've got a major lack of a sex drive or other things are going on and just hormones in general has to do with so much. It's such an intricate system, but there are some things you can look at and pay attention to. If you have an irregular cycle, no sex drive, you know, whatever it is, you're not sleeping well at night, you're not handling stress and other things that pop up in your life as well as you think you could, it could be a sign that you're not taking in enough dietary fat. If you constantly feel hungry, that's definitely a sign. When people are on my Fed and Fit project for the first two weeks, we do that feel-good reset. And it's so easy when you're coming from, let's say, the standard American diet. Most people aren't. Most people are eating what they think is healthy. But if you're coming right. from a standard American diet full of whole grains and other things to constitute the majority of your meal, um, when you when you pitch those, it's it's hard. It's a mental reset to think about, well, what actually should be on your plate? Because I want you to still take in enough food. And right. some folks in the first couple of days, if they decide that they're still constantly hungry, when we look at their journal and see what they're actually eating, they're not taking in enough fat. Right. Um, and then lastly, if you find yourself with chronically dry skin, okay, dry skin, and it and this is something that Liz Wolf talks about in her skin intervention guide, which if you're not familiar with that, um, I'll link up to it in the show notes. But um, she constantly says that healthy, beautiful skin comes from the inside, not from the outside, right? It's nourishment-based. There are certain things you can do from the outside, like how you cleanse your skin, how you moisturize, um, the makeup you wear that can have an impact on your dryness profile, so to speak, but it mostly comes from within. Right. And when you're taking in enough healthy fats, in addition to other awesome nutrients, your mm -hmm. skin will start to look better, it's more supple, um, more moisturized. So those are all the long-term health impacts. So the takeaways, to quickly summarize, number one, I highly recommend that you do not split hairs when it comes to being over-analytical about your dietary fat intake, okay? The reason I say that is because it's so easy to become obsessive about the grams of fat you should be taking in on a daily basis, you know, right. how much of that is unsaturated, how much is saturated. I say because the majority of people listening are not high-level athletes that have to like really fine-tune their nutrition profile. You know, and if you are that person, you probably already know what you need to be taking in. But for right. the rest of us who just want to feel good, look good, have awesome energy and have a great mindset, don't split hairs. Be a nutrient seeker. Try to enjoy foods across all spectrums. Yeah. Um, and you'll be fine. Um, good fats, just quickly to go over them, include butter from grass-fed cows, ghee, also from grass-fed cows is a great option, coconut oil, avocado oil, avocados, nuts and seeds, but not to excess, um, and then the other foods thereof. So coconut oil, meaning coconut meat, the butter, the milk, all that stuff. All those are good fats, so who cares? And then also the fats that come from healthy animals are good, right? The the, the fatty cut of steak from a um, non-anti, oh goodness, no hormone, no antibiotic, grass-fed cow. The fat found in that cut of meat is actually consider, I would consider that to be a healthy choice as well. Yeah. So don't think of that as bad. And then lastly, just like Carissa said <laughs> earlier, gave us a preview, trans fats are not created in nature 
and therefore should be avoided. So if anything, if you're trying to wrap your mind around this whole low-fat thing, you know, where does trans fat fit in? Think of yourself as on a non-trans fat diet. Yep. Okay, so avoid the Hostess cupcakes because they're full. anything that is baked and is sitting on a shelf and it was probably made a month ago plus, I guarantee it has trans fats in it. So flip the label over, give it a read. Yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of it. And we can also expand that to say um, fats that were not created in nature, you know, be anti those. That would include canola oil and other vegetable oils. Those are highly processed. Yeah. And also I think we should, we'll link in the show notes to our buddy Tony um, because you also do, even though olive oil is a healthy oil, you also want to be have uh, the best quality. And if you want to know more about olive oil, check out the show that we had him on because we talk a lot about fat in that one too. A lot of great information. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. There's there's a lot of hairs we can split, but I hope that I hope this was helpful for some people who were just trying to figure out. Wait, I thought fat was bad. You know, um, there are some bad fats, but there are mostly good fats out there, and good fats do really good things for your body. Yes, for sure. Um, all right, Cassie, do you want to get us into our Fed segment for this week? Sure, I'll try to speed through it. I know we're going a little bit over this week. Okay, so Fed, my go-to fats is what I want to talk about today. And I want to talk about them in the context. I want you guys to keep in mind, this is not me on a whim on something I just made up and decided to research it and tell you guys about it. My health transformation was over five years ago. And that was when I went from a size 12, 14 to now I'm roughly a dress size 2, 4. But I only lost about five pounds in that whole process. I built up a lot of muscle. I got really healthy. I went from it being painful to walk. My joints hurt so bad. And now I'm like, I, I feel like I have boundless energy. I've got a new lease on life. Um, I can also take extended breaks from working out without major consequence. I can get back in there and, and work out and feel awesome. Um, and I never feel depleted. So I wanted to set the stage there so that you know this is real, honest-to-goodness, long-time-in-the-making advice. So my go-to fats, number one, um, and this is honest. I just prefer these things. I use ghee, grass-fed ghee for cooking, and ghee is just clarified butter. It means that the milk proteins, uh, the casein and other things have been skimmed off, and you're just left with that golden goodness. It's shelf-stable, so you can keep it on your countertop. Um, and I use it for everything from frying eggs to making... Um, Oh goodness, stir fries and other things. And I've I've been buying mine from Ten Star, and I'm not affiliated with her. So I just I mean I just really really like her products so much. Number two, grass fed butter for baking. That's my favorite. I like to buy Kerrygold's butter. Um, it is the I would say based on how the cows live, the most nutrient dense out there. Um, and I really like butter in baked goods. I will also use coconut oil for baked goods, if, especially if I'm baking for somebody who has a dairy intolerance. Number four, I use coconut milk for cooking, um, for baking, or anything that calls for milk, you can use coconut milk. And I like to buy the canned coconut milk. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it's the green one I buy it from Whole Foods. And uh, pro tip, did you know that if you go to Whole Foods and you buy 12 of something, they'll give you a case discount? Nice. So, um, and I'll also mix it into my coffee when I want to treat. My n my next favorite fat, um, when I want something to like really eat and chew, you know, not like drink or, you know, cook my eggs in, <laughs> is I love avocados. That is really 
my favorite. We will keep avocados in the house pretty regularly. We buy, I like to buy the little ones, little organic ones, and Austin and I will split it um, half and half. I'll dust it with salt and pepper and eat it with breakfast. And then my last go-to fat, um, not that I'm against it, it's just the one that I turn to the least, are nuts and seeds. And the reason I look to those last is because they are really difficult to digest for a lot of people, myself included. Um, and it, they also don't necessarily promote a super balanced omega-3, omega-6 profile, meaning anti-inflammation. But those are my favorite fats. Like it. Like it a lot. All right. So what I did for you guys this week, and you can let me know by commenting in the show notes, um, is like letting us know what you think of this. So what I did is I did a workout video for you guys this week. And what I did is my, this is like my go-to <clears throat> workout when I'm going into a gym and I just want to get something done quickly and get out. This is the one I always do. Um, so I'll have, uh, we'll attach the video there for you guys. But what it is, is it's five, so I do five rounds of this and I try to do it without taking a break. So just constantly moving through the, through the five rounds and get it done quickly. So it's five push-ups, however, wherever if you're doing full push-ups or on your knees, whatever modification you're at. Uh, and then I do 10 weighted step-ups. So I get a nice high uh, step and then I'll normally do either 12 or 15 pounds on each side and do nice and slow and controlled and really try to think about keeping my core tight the whole time. So keeping it yourself upright and just really clean and slow versus going fast. And then lastly, I do 15 kettlebell swings, a nice heavy kettlebell. And then just running through that five times with little break, it's, it's a good little workout. And that you're in like a great gym. workout. Yeah, it's nice. And it gets like, it gets everything. It's like three movements that really gets your complete body, you know, and I like that one, but I'll link, I'll link a video for you guys that I did. So see how you like that. <laughs> Perfect. That sounds great. Um, sounds like that's, that's actually a workout very similar to what I do from home. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. simple. Well, Thank you guys so much for sticking with us for this long episode. Uh, I hope that you were able to get something out of it. And, you know, and if I realized too, side note um, to, you know, the, the main topic of the conversation that we talked about today, I realize that most of our listeners, most of you guys know all of this stuff already, right? I know that this is stuff that you probably are very familiar with, very comfortable with. You realize that low fat is um, not the way to go. What I really have been trying to think about doing is, you know, trying to provide you guys with a tool to help you share the knowledge that you have, okay? So if there's somebody in your life that you really wish could realize this information, you know, then the reason we put these, some of these shows out there is so that you can share this with them. Yeah. Um, and hopefully it'll help them. So I think of you guys as an army <laughs> really <laughs> out there to cause awesome change and health in the world. So I realize that we're partners in all of this and, and I hope that maybe it, maybe it does help you, but even more so, I hope it gives you something to help other people with. Yeah, for sure. So awesome. So okay. Well, I won't, we won't keep any more of your time, but thank you so much for, uh, for listening today and, 
Let's see, if you have any questions or any feedback for us, please leave it in a comment on the blog post or on social media. And if you have not done so already, here's a, another quick call to action. Please go into iTunes and leave us a review. It means the world to us to see those reviews. And also, the more reviews we get, the, the higher we are ranked in iTunes and the more more people will be able to find us. It'll be easier for them to find our show. So, And we read every single review. We love them. We do. I really do read them all the time. <laughs> yes. Okay, even even though I've already read all of them numerous times, I'll go back and reread them all. Um, okay, awesome. Well, thank you guys again for joining us, and we'll be back again next week.